Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Tuesday, May 10th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. If you're new to the show, uh, this is a Sports Ethos presentation, and please go to your podcast provider and rate and review the show. Any comments, thoughts, or feedback would be appreciated. Just send me a DM. And any reviews, especially a five-star review rating, would be appreciated. Uh, Before we get going, there are a few housekeeping items that I'd like to go through to start every show. If you haven't joined us already at Sports Ethos, I suggest you go to sportsethos.com and check out our packages there. You can get our wagering package, which is the group that I'm a part of, for $15 a month, basically 50 cents a day, roughly. And you're going to get input, uh, comments, thoughts, plays on NBA games, Major League Baseball games, NHL playoff games. Uh, you're going to get Aussie rules football. You're going to get lots of tennis, a lot of plays. This time of year, you're probably getting anywhere between 12 to 20 plays in a given day on the various games. So it's a great package, uh, a great group of handicappers. We also have packages for DFS, for fantasy sports, fantasy baseball. Obviously, it's the season, but we have fantasy basketball. We're going to have fantasy football coming up. So I suggest you check out those. And if you are a fan of other sports, or other sports, all the sports, we've got a few Twitter handles. Uh, one is Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball. That's hosted by Joe Orico. You can find Joe on Twitter at JoeOrico99. So that's Joe, O-R-R-R-I-C-O, 99. He also hosts a regular daily baseball podcast, which I was on earlier this morning. Uh, We'll give you some DFS input, but a lot of fantasy baseball. And coming up, as we hit the summer months, you can get our Ethos Fantasy FB for football. And that's going to be a regular show. Right now, I think it's about two or three times a week we have a podcast there as well, but regular updates on that Twitter handle. And as always, you can find the basketball information, which I think we are as good as anybody out there. I'm giving regular updates, lineups, movements, 
um, player movements and suggestions at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. You can find us there. So a few Ethos Fantasy um, groups to, to follow, whether you're into wagering, whether you're into fantasy, or whether you're into DFS. Also, before we get going, uh, we have a partner here at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy, T-H-R-I-V-E. If you haven't checked them out, you prop up with Thrive on their mobile app or thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, use the code Ethos, E-T-H-O-S, to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit of up, 100, of up to $100. Plus, you get either two or four free game tickets to play. Basically, you pick the player props and the biggest names every night. You score points when they hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize. And again, if you want more information on props, you can check out our multitude of teams here at Sports Ethos, whether it be fantasy, baseball, or pardon me, whether it be DFS, baseball, basketball, or coming with football. Um, you can get information which will help you with prop betting it well, if you as well if you are at Thrive Fantasy. Also, if you get any one of our packages, you get access to our Discord. And I think our Discord is our hidden gem. We have all the sports. We have a, a special channel for Thrive in there. And it's a great collective of the ethos people um, from our wagering group, our DFS, our fantasy, and all of our subscribers. Chat all the time. I'm often in the baseball one, the hockey one, uh, the basketball one. In the fall, I was in college basketball, throughout the winter, college basketball, college football. And it's just a great way to talk lines in a game, talk player movement, talk, talk fantasy strategies. And frankly, you don't even have to talk. You can just watch and, and uh, read some of the comments. So uh, lots of things going on in Ethos. We are absolutely exploding in every sport. And I think it's something you want to get on to. So check us out when you can. Now, to hit the boards, great night of sports tonight. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, 17 Major League Baseball games. So let's get right at it. In the NBA, in the association, both series tonight uh, are tied at 2-2. We have Philly at Miami. You can get the road 76ers. Uh, sorry, you can get the home uh, heat as two-and-a-half-point favorites, the total 209.5. So first two games are at Miami. Miami won both, 106-92 and 119-103. Uh, then the series switched to Philly, and Joel Embiid came back, and Philly won 99-79 and 116-108. So I'm not right here. I like Miami. Uh, the problem here is Embiid. Well, Embiid is listed as questionable, but he played the last two games, so I don't see why he's still questionable. Um, but nonetheless, uh, he should be in. Lowry was at, is out, and that definitely hurts Miami. Hero Strauss, P.J. Tucker, and Gabe Vincent are all Gabe Vincent are all listed as questionable, but they were in the last game as well, and they all played. So I think they're good to go, but Lowry's out. At two and a half, you know, the momentum in the series has switched to Philly, but it's back in Miami. Uh, old Jimmy Butler's knee is a little wonky in these playoffs, so I'm a little afraid of their depth. And I like Miami probably to win. Not sure I want to lay the point, so I'm going uh, to stay away from this game. And the total 209.5, these totals have been all over, and nowhere near 209.5. The first game, 198, a Miami win. The second game, Miami win at home, 222. Uh, at Philly, 178, and then at Philly, 224. Um, so I'm not really sure that, you know, this total will probably go screaming under or well above. So I'm going to stay away from this game in general. I lean Miami, and I actually lean the under, um, but not touching either. The next game sees the Mavericks of Dallas travel to Phoenix. You can get the home Suns at minus six. Total here, 215. Again, this series, uh, two wins at Phoenix for Phoenix, two wins at Dallas for Dallas. The totals were at Phoenix in their two wins, 236 and 238. 
two wins at Dallas were 197 and 212. So clearly more scoring at Phoenix, less scoring at Dallas. And I think the home team wins again here. I'm not sure I'm willing to lay six points. Uh, they won the first game by seven. They won the second game at home by 20. Uh, but then they went and lost by nine and by 10 at Dallas. So I think Phoenix wins. I think they win in the four to five, maybe six range. So I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be on the total. But what I am, or the side, what I am going to be on is the total. At 215, uh, I'm going to take the over. Again, first two games. So two of the four games have gone over this. The last game at Dallas was 212, so it was fairly close. But two of the four, the first two games at Phoenix went 236 and 238. So I think Phoenix in front of the home crowd comes back. They are healthy. Dallas, for all intents and purposes, is healthy. Um, all the stars are playing like stars, playing well. And I think Phoenix is going to get back a little back to their running gun um, style and be able to put up some points. I think their team total is about 110. I was looking at that, but didn't jump on that. Um, instead, just went for the team, the, uh, the 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 full game total of two fifteen. So the one game, the one play in the NBA I'm on tonight is Dallas at Phoenix total two fifteen over. Gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna hit the diamond seventeen games and then four pretty exciting NHL playoff games to get to. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, let's get to the diamond. Ton of games on today. Um, one doubleheader in uh, odd doubleheader actually in New York. We get the first game: Detroit and Oakland play, but Oakland is the home team. Now I didn't look into this, but I get to assume it's because rainouts and scheduling uh, variations this year. But the Oakland A's are at home, though playing in Detroit. Right-hander Frankie Montas on the mound for the A's. Tariq Skubal, uh, lefty. For Detroit, this is basically a coin flip. One ten on either side, a total six and a half. I like Montas. I like the way he's been pitching, but I don't want anything to do with Oakland and their offense right now. So uh, this is stay away from me. And six and a half total is is low for me as well. I um I, I'm not a huge fan yet of Scooble. He's pitched well. I just think Montas is much more proven. I would be on the A's. I would lean the A's maybe, but their bats have just been so cold. So this game's a stay away from me. The next game. Sorry, just reconfiguring my screen there. There we go. The next game, the doubleheader uh, at 410 in the East, has the Tigers at home this game. And Oakland throws righty Adrian Martinez, and Detroit throws righty Alex Fado. Not much track record in any of these guys. And the total here is up to seven and a half. Actually, it was at about eight, so it's at seven and a half. If anything, it might leave the over here uh, in the game. You can get Oakland at plus 120. You can get the home Tigers at minus 140. I would like the Tigers, but not laying 140. The run lines, the Tigers are plus 155. I just don't have the faith in them to get uh, win by two runs. And not real confident they're going to win. So staying away from those lines. But maybe the total of over seven and a half, although it's juiced to 120. So that's a stay away from me as well. The next game sees the Dodgers in Pittsburgh. 
And for LA, we have righty Tony Gonsolin against righty Bryce Wilson on Pittsburgh. You can get the Road Dodgers minus 240, the Home Pirates at plus 200. Just too much to lay here for me. The Pirates won 5 nothing yesterday over the Dodgers. Do they repeat? I doubt it. But a plus 200, there might be some value there. Total is 8.5. You can get the over to plus 100. Uh, I don't necessarily like the Pirates' bats to get the Gonsolin. So not going to probably touch that. This is a stay-away game for me. I like the Dodgers, but just not laying 240. And I don't like the Pirates enough to take a chance at plus 200. The next game I am on, we have Milwaukee in Cincinnati. And Milwaukee goes with righty Freddie Peralta. And the Reds counter with their young righty Hunter Green, who has been rocked lately. And that's my narrative here. You can get the Brewers at minus 185. You get the home Reds in the money line at plus 165. Total here, 8.5. And what I'm on is the Milwaukee team total of over four and a half. Now, it's all, I can only get it at minus 122. I prefer a higher number than that. But Hunter Green has been giving up a lot of hits, a lot of hard contact, and they're in Cincinnati. Weather's getting a little warmer, so it's not as cold as it has been the last couple of weeks. So the Brewers have been hitting well. I like them to score a few runs. I like them to get the green and or the bullpen behind him. So I'm taking the Brewers team total over four and a half. Now the total here is eight and a half. And I see even money at plus 100. Definitely looking at that as well. I may pull the trigger in that a little bit. I think the Brewers can get the green. And Peralta has pitched average this year. He had a good year last year. He hasn't thrown up great numbers yet. The Reds come up on their only two-game win streak of the year. They won back-to-back games. They won their first series of the weekend against Pittsburgh, and they've won two straight. Does that hold? I doubt it. Um, but against Peralta, who has been was good last year and been average this year, they might get a few runs. I'm not really sure. They don't really throw a left-handed heavy lineup. They've got Terry Friedel leading off. Colin Moran, their cleanup hitter, which is a scary thought. Sorry, Colin Moran, but I don't know that you should be a cleanup hitter. And Tyler Naquin uh, left the other night. It's all righties going against Peralta. So not a good chance they're going to score a lot of runs. So I'm just going to probably for now stick with the, the Milwaukee team total over four and a half. Next game sees the Mets with an unknown pitcher. I saw it was McGill. And then the last I saw was Carrasco. So I'm going to go with, assume with Carrasco as a starter against the Nats and Patrick Corbin. You can get the Mets at minus 180. You can get the Nats at plus 160. Total here, eight and a half. And if you've listened to my show for the last few weeks, I think you know where I'm going before I even start this. I'm on the Mets team total. It is at over four and a half. It's minus 130. Again, would like to, might shop around, might wait a little to see if I can get a better line in that. But this is just to play against Patrick Corbett. The Mets have been hitting well um, throughout their lineup. So I hope that would continue. But Patrick Corbin has just been brutal. His last start was was all right, but he's been brutal all year long. So uh, do the to- does the total get to eight and a half? Perhaps the Nats could put up a couple runs against uh, Carrasco and the Mets, but I'm not going to take the risk on that. I'm just going to lay the, the little higher number than I would like at minus 130 and take the Mets team total over four and a half. 705 in the East, we see the Blue Jays travel to New York for the battle of the early season battle of the NL, or pardon me, AL East. You say Kikuchi is on the bump for the Jays, and you can get them on the money line at plus 150. Luis Severino is on the hill for the Yanks. You can get them on the money line at minus 170 total here, seven and a half. And I like the Jays at plus 150. And this is more of a call just on the Jays lineup. Now, they haven't been hitting that great lately. They've had some pretty tough competition. I think they've played against the fifth or sixth hardest strength of schedule in Major League Baseball, which is interesting because the Yankees have the second easiest strength of schedule. 
um, so far. So Kikuchi pitched against the Yanks, pitched well against them about a week ago. Some people believe that batting order facing the same pitcher in such a short period, advantage to the batting, the hitting team, perhaps. Uh, I just think there's too much value here, plus 150 with the Blue Jays lineup. So I'd like Severino slightly better pitcher than, than Kikuchi. He's coming back from Tommy John surgery. He's looked decent this year. Does that hold up? Perhaps. Let's hope so for him and the Yankees. Um, but Kikuchi is also bounced back last start, but had a decent year last year. So pitching-wise, it's a lean towards New York. But at plus 150, I've got to just back the Jays. I think there's just too much value there. Next game, 720 East has Boston. Traveling to Atlanta, Boston starts Garrett Whitlock. They're ready to the Braves counter with righty Kyle Wright, who has been fantastic this year. And you get the Red Sox at plus 120 in the money line, the Braves minus 140. Total here is 7.5. I'm looking towards the Braves, um, and I'm going to look to them on the run line. You can get them at plus 155. I like Wright much better, not much better, better than Whitlock. Whitlock has pitched really well. Their numbers are fairly comparable. But Whitlock's been a three-inning kind of guy. I think he's went four innings once, whereas Wright's pitching past the fifth inning in most of his starts. So I just think he's going to go a little deeper, and the Red Sox bullpen is just a hot mess. I don't know what they're doing there. Um, they've been struggling. They can't find sediment. They can't find a closer. So do the, are the Braves a better team right now? Yes. Are they hitting better? Yes. Uh, is Wright better than Whitlock now? Yes. Is their bullpen better? Yes. 140, I don't want to land the money line, so I pivot to the run line. Plus 155. And just to put their offenses in comparison, so far this year, uh, they're expecting bat- expected batting average. The Red Sox are at 249, which is 21st in Major League Baseball. Atlanta's 261, which is ninth. Expecting slug, Atlanta is expecting slug in percentage. Atlanta's third best, the Bo Sox, 18th best. Expected weighted on base average or WOBA. Expected WOBA for Atlanta. 349, which is third best in baseball. Boston's 313, which is 25th best. So the Braves lineup has been better. A little cooler in the last few games, but a better lineup. And this could be a good pitching matchup, a good pitching duel for the first three or four innings. But then I think we get to the Red Sox bullpen quicker than the Braves. So I'm on the Braves on the run line. Next game, 740 in the East, has the Astros in Minnesota. You have Justin Verlander. Uh, and the Strohs going against Joe Ryan and the Twins. You can get Houston minus 145 in the money line. Minnesota plus 125. Total here is seven. An expected pitcher's duel. You can see that with the, the number seven. I would lean towards the under. Uh, minus 115, but I would lean towards the under. Or I would lean potentially towards, and I might be on this one, Houston's run line. So minus one and a half, plus 130. Verlander has just looked really good this year. And him, his M.O. was always is he doesn't give up a lot of base runners. He gives up a couple home runs, not a couple of game, but he gives up home runs, but oftentimes they're not with men on base. And if he can do that, he always he's always seems to be able to limit teams. With an ERA and a whip under one, he's uh, been doing very well this year. So I'm on him to shut down the Twins. Now, Joe Ryan could shut down Houston. I'm just on Verlander with a little more confidence. So if anything, I would lean towards the uh, run line for Houston plus 130. Next game of the night, 7.45 in the East. We have Baltimore. And Kyle, their righty Kyle Bradish traveling to St. Louis and righty Adam Wainwright, who is supposed to start, supposed to be off the COVID um, restricted list tonight, which is a great sign for him and a great sign for the cards. And this game has Baltimore plus 135 in the money line. You get the cards minus 155 at home. Total here is eight, not on any of those. You get maybe, I'm, I am looking at the cards, minus one and a half at plus 130. 
I just think Bradish has looked decent, but the young pitcher for Baltimore versus Wainwright and a much better lineup for the Cards favors the Cards. Don't want to lay the 155, so might look to the one plus 130 in the run line. 805 in the East, we have the KC Royals at the Texas Rangers. Righty Brad Keller on the bump for KC. And lefty Martin Perez on the bump for the Rangers. You can get KC at plus 115. You can get the Rangers minus 135. No money line total here is eight. And I would love to go over because I don't think either of these pitchers are all that good. Although Perez has pitched well his last couple outings. But the story with him is you get three or four starts where he does well and does what everybody thinks. And then um, everybody's on board. And then he reverts, not to the norm, but he reverts back to other ways, and he blows up for a few games. So I just don't have any faith in him consistently, and Brad Keller I've never been a fan of. However, neither of these offenses are really rolling either. So uh, at the eight number, that's probably priced about right, and I'm not really sure that I can go over or under there. Next game that I have, 8 10 in the East, has the Cleveland Guardians at the White Sox. We have Cal Quantrill, the righty for Cleveland. Going against Lucas Giolito, Giolito, pardon me, <laughs> the righty for the White Sox. So Quantrill and the Indians against Quantrill and the Guardians. I'm completely butchering this game versus Giolito and the Sox. You can get the Guardians at plus 160 in the money line. You can get Giolito at home minus 180. Total here is eight. If anything, I think there's value on the Guardians. They've been playing well lately, and the White Sox have been struggling with him and as out. Uh, with Andrew Vaughn out, with Lance Lynn not back in the in the rotation. Uh, not that, that that would affect this game, but the two hit it, they would. I would lean towards the Guardians just because it's such a high number, plus 160. But I don't have a whole lot of faith in their offense going against uh, Giolito. So stay away from me, even on the total of eight. If anything, I would lean the under there. It's juiced at about 110, what I can see. Next game at 938 in the East has Tampa Bay traveling to Los Angeles to play the Angels. Righty Corey Kluber on the hill for Tampa. And young lefty Reed Detmers on the hill for L.A. And as always, when you play Tampa, they're going to throw, what are we looking at, six righties, two switch hit. sorry, five righties, two, four righties, two switch hitters. Let me start this again. Uh, five righties, two switch hitters, two lefties against Detmers. So a pretty right-handed heavy lineup. And I would be leaning towards the Rays. You can get the Rays at minus 115 on the money line. You can get the Angels at home minus 105. Total here is eight. Kluber's pitched well. Uh, LA's lineup has hit fairly well so far. And I heard an interesting stat earlier today that the Angels only had 15 games, I think it was last year, where they had Trout, Otani, and Rendon in the lineup hitting at the same time. They've had them for, Trout was out for a little bit, but they've had them together for most of this year. And I think that's a good reason why they are leading the AL West and doing better. However, um, all of them are righties, as is Corey Kluber, who seems to have found a bit of a fountain of youth again with Tampa. And I would lean, like I said, I would lean towards Tampa, knock me on this game. Um, I just think L.A. has the ability to put up some runs and potentially score and beat anybody. So to stay away from me. Next game of the night has the Cubbies in San Diego to play the Padres. We have veteran Wade Miley, the lefty for the Cubs, making his debut. 
and Mike Clevenger making his second start for the Padres after returning from Tommy John surgery last season. You can get the Cubs at plus 140 in the money line. The Padres minus 160. Total here is seven. And I'm on two numbers here. I'm on the over seven. You can get it at minus 105, what I currently see. And I'm on the Padres run line of plus 145. I just don't trust Wade Miley. Like his numbers have not been good. He pitched decent to start last year. At the end of the year, his numbers weren't really that strong. And Mike Clevenger probably isn't going to go more than three or four innings. And But I think he has the ability to shut down the Cubbies lineup a little bit. But I think they could get to him for a run or two maybe, then get to the bullpen. And if they do that, I think the Padres take care of the rest of business because I'm not really sure Miley's going to be able to stop the pods who have been hitting fairly well lately. So I'm on the over this game, over seven, and I'm also on the Padres to win, but I didn't want to lay 160, so I'm going to lay the 145 on the run line. Third last game of the night at 940 in the East has the Marlins traveling to Arizona to play the Diamondbacks. You get Jesus Lazardo, the young lefty. On the hill for the Marlins, you get Mad Bum, the old lefty, Madison Baumgartner, on the hill for the D-backs. You can get Miami minus 140, the home Diamondbacks plus 120. Total here is eight. I think the value lines in the Diamondbacks, I think they've won the line of their last 12 games. However, their offense is still god-awful. The numbers are brutal. And I don't necessarily see that changing. They are playing well. But I think this should be a low-scoring game just because I don't see the Diamondbacks putting up a lot of runs. The question is, did the Marlins get the Bumgarner, who's pitched hot and cold, hot and cold? So don't really have a lot of faith in that. At plus 120, there might be some value, but that's not a lot of value there. Because I think Lazardo has been pitching well. So I'm probably gonna, I am going to fade this game. The total of eight, I'm not on that, that number either. Second last game should be an interesting game. The Phillies are in Seattle. You have Aaron Nola and the Phillies versus Robbie Ray and the Mariners. Philly comes in as minus 130 favorite. You can get the home race plus 110. Total here is seven. And I'm actually looking to the over. Robbie Ray has not pitched well. Um, and Philly has been hitting all right. The problem is, the fact of the matter is, is that as a lefty, he could fare well against um, – the power of the Phillies. So Ray's a lefty, and the big hitters in the Phillies, Bryce Harper is a lefty, and Kyle Schwarber's a lefty. That's two of their big power bats. Obviously, Castellanos is a righty. Reese Hopkins is a righty. They're the two and four hitters. And I think they could score some runs. Robbie Ray seems to be walking guys again and putting himself in tough positions. He's always been a guy with a high pitch count, so I'm not really sure he can go deep in this game. I would lean the Phillies at minus 130. I'm not really going to be on that line. There's a plus 145 on their run line, but I don't want to be on that. So if anything, I would look to the over. It's juiced only at minus one and a half, a total of seven. Um, the question is, can Nolik shut down the Mariners? Now, we probably can, but the M's have been hitting fairly well this year. Uh, young rookie Julio Rodriguez moved up to third in the order because he's been on fire. So I think they could probably put a couple runs on the board. If it's not against Nola, certainly against the bullpen. Uh, seven is possible as a game total, and a minus 105 it is a little more attractive. So I might consider that. Not on it yet, though. Last game of the night sees Arizona in San Francisco to face the Giants. Antonio Sensatello, the righty, goes for the Rockies, and Alex Wood, the lefty for the Gigantes. You can get the Rockies at plus 175 here. You can get the Giants at minus 210. Total here is seven and a half. And... Colorado's been hitting much better than expected this year. I think they're actually at 500. They're one of four teams in the NL West that are at 500. So I believe there's going to be some regression in there, especially 
now that they're away from friendly confines at Coors Field. So plus 175, there might be some value there. Sensatel has just struggled this year, and Alex Wood has looked pretty decent. So this is a stay away from me. Seven and a half is also staying out. Anything I lean to the under here, it's minus 115. Wood should be able to hold the Rockies in check. The question is, does Sensatella hold the Giants or not? Um, good chance he could give up three, four, five runs, and then the over could sail. Um, then the number could sail over to seven and a half. So not going to be on the over there at all. So that wraps up the MLB games on the ice. Four series continue. And in Carolina, where the Hurricanes won the two games at home, and then they went to Boston and lost two games. The series is tied at 2-2. You can get Boston plus 135 in the money line. You can get home Carolina Hurricanes at minus 155. The total is six. I would lean, and I am leaning towards the Canes here. just don't want to lay 155. So instead, I'm going to go to the... Uh, what they call in hockey, the uh, puck line, which is minus one and a half. And that's at plus 170. And the reason is every game in this series, every game in all these series uh, have actually gone over the um, puck line in each game, which is very odd in hockey. So when you look at the Bruins Carolina series, the scores have been, I'm just trying to pull it up here for you. 5-1 Carolina, 5-2 Carolina at home, then shifted to Boston, 4-2 Boston, and 5-2 Boston. And I think part of the reason you're going to see this throughout the rest of the games, what do you, if, if you're watching NHL playoffs, is that teams are more likely, if they get down by two goals, to pull their goalies early with four or five minutes left in the game. In a traditional game, maybe they pull it in the last minute, minute and a half. Um, but now they're in the playoffs, they're being a little more aggressive. And they're pulling the goalie much earlier, and you're seeing more empty net goal score. Um, so I can I expect that trend to continue. So I like the Canes here, but I'm going to try them on the money line tonight at plus 170. Tampa's in Toronto to play the Leafs. This series also tied 2-2. They split in Toronto. They went back to Tampa. Toronto won the first one. Tampa won the second one. And you can get the Lightning at plus 115. You can get the home Leafs. At minus 135, total here is six and a half. I like the least tonight, but not willing to lay 135. So I'm going to pivot to the um, puck line there as well. And that's at plus 180. Again, in this series, at home, Toronto won 5 nothing, then Tampa won 5-3. In Tampa, Toronto won 5-2, and then Tampa won 7-3. There have been plenty of empty net goals scored in this game, in this series. So hoping that continues to trend tonight. St. Louis travels to Minnesota. This series is also tied at twos with both teams winning in each other's um, arena. You can get the road blues plus 145. You can get the home wild at minus 165. Total here, six and a half. I'm on the wild. I like the wild. But again, pivoting to the puck lines, I don't want to lay 165 on the money line. So in the puck line, I'd get the home wild at plus 155. In the four games in this series, St. Louis won the first one on the road 4 nothing. Minnesota won it at home 6-2. Then Minnesota won on the road 5-1, and St. Louis won at home 5-2. Yeah, four straight games, all have gone over the two goals threshold for the puck line. Last game of the night is the Kings at the Oilers. You can get the Kings plus 180 in the money line. You can get the home Oilers minus 220. This series is also 2-2. However, unlike the other series, this has not been a um, – sorry, this has been a split, like the trend of the other series. L.A. won the first game 4-3. Then Edmonton came back and won 6-0. Edmonton – then won 8-2 at Los Angeles, and L.A. won 4-0 in the last game at L.A. So all but one game here. The first game of the series 
All but one uh, was a one-goal game. The other ones have been a two-goal game. However, I'm just going to go with the Kings here at the plus 180 uh, money line. So I'm taking the three home favorites to start. I'm taking the Kings to win in the road. I watched this last game. They just look like a much solid, more experienced team than the Kings, than, than the Oilers. Now, they're not really more experienced. They've got a few veterans still uh, from their Stanley Cup days including Dustin Brown, who's be finishing his career, his great long career this season. But they always just look a little ra- uh, a little rattled to me. When penalties started to occur, they seem to lose their composure a little more. And I think that's advantage Kings. And I think the King can go in and get this, get this game and head home up 3-2. Now, if it were an even money game, I'd probably lean towards the Oilers. Uh, they're at home, they're high-powered offense, but a plus 180, there's just so much value there on the money line. So I'm going to take the Kings on the money line. So I'm on... Carolina, Toronto, and Minnesota all on the puck line. And then I'm taking the Road Kings on the money line at plus 180. So lots of talk, lots of um, wagering tips, lots of games tonight. Hope everybody enjoyed it. And again, if you have any thoughts, comments, feedback, hit me up at Doug underscore Reed 34 on Twitter. Always love chatting with people there. And before I go... Uh, a couple partners we have here. One is Manscaped. If you haven't went to manscaped.com already, go there and use the, the coupon code HOOPBALL20. That's HOOPBALL20 at checkout. Get 20%, 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. If you're looking for another sports book, use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the show for a Tuesday. Lots of action on the boards tonight. Hopefully you can find something you'll like and we can all make some money. Talk to you tomorrow.